1: Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, oh. ho, ho,
0: hello, everybody, and welcome to the 8th Annual Talking Comics Deliberation Podcast, Part 3. This is Santa Claus. Today is Wednesday, December 25th, Christmas Day. Otherwise known, also is New Comic Book Day. I'll be, I uh, won't we'll be your host, I'll be your host. Get out of here, Santa Claus. For this year's <laughs> Battle of the Books, <laughs> joining me, as always, is Mr. Bob Ryer. Bah, Humbug. Joey Percino.
1: God bless
2: us, everyone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Miss Sarah Miles.
2: Ho, ho, ho. Whoa, ho, <laughs> oh, ho, oh, oh.
0: All right. <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot your eye out, kid. Calm down. <laughs> so I have had too much coffee and not enough to eat as we roll into the final round of our uh, annual Talking Comics Awards deliberation podcast, we did it! Yay! Yay! So Aren't we hope everybody, yeah, <laughs> <spilled? laughs> hope everybody Yet. had a good time at Star Wars. Hope you are somewhere enjoying your holiday, feeling the spirit. And uh, hey, if you're not, and you're either humbugging it or gringing it, we love you. We wish you happy holidays and happy holidays to all people and all the holidays and everything that you celebrate around this time. Uh, new year's is coming up. Hanukkah's is going on all the things. So love to you all. All right. We have a very, very big show with four massive categories to deliberate. This podcast categories are best story arc, best Ooh. artist, best writer, and Best Overall Comic.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, Ooh. indeed.
0: All right. Do we want to do this? Does anybody have any uh, announcements or anything that they want to share before we uh, get going?
1: I think this award show's been pretty, going pretty well for me, so uh, I'm excited to see that track record continue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is, Joe. Yes, it is.
2: And apparently I'm going to make Joey cry on Christmas. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: an extra present under the tree for all of us.
1: Wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) best Story arc coming at you. I would like for Mr. Joey Buccino to unwrap.
1: All right. Here we go. Uh, We got criminal number two and three bad weekend. Uh, We have Jessica Jones, purple daughter. And we have the Age of X-Men uh, story arc, which encompassed uh, after Uncanny X-Men number one through 10, when they disassembled everybody and Nate Gray uh, subverted the entire universe. Uh, we had these That's spin-outs, right. right? Extremists, Extracts, Nightcrawler, Marvelous X-Men, uh, Prisoner X, Next Gen, all of these books kind of exploring this embedded reality that Nate Gray had created. Um, some really dynamic, interesting, exciting X-Men storytelling here that really paved the way and set up uh, what Hickman was going to be doing, not necessarily narrative-wise, but at least in terms of the energy and kind of re- restructuring um, and excitement around the X-Books. Um, this was an Age of X-Men that you said? Age of X-Men, yeah. Okay. Did,
2: did Jerry just months. segue like 25 books into one story arc? Yeah. Wait,
1: <laughs> actually, one, two, three, four, five, six, six, thirty books. <laughs> yeah, all a single man, story arc. The yeah.
2: legend.
0: The legend, indeed.
1: So that's mine. So
0: those are all yours. Yep.
1: Criminal number two and three. Jessica Jones' mm-hmm. Purple Daughter, which was six issues, and Age of X Man.
0: Okay. Uh, Bob, I would like for you to go next. Well so if Joey can do thirty books,
3: Fantastic Four one to one oh two, Stanley and Jack Kirby. No. <laughs> Twenty nineteen, Bob. Okay, then Fantastic Four issues twelve and thirteen, which I'm gonna call the Green Honeymoon. Ben no, and Alicia get. get to go on their honeymoon after their wedding plans were interrupted by Doctor Doom and some of that sort of jazz going on. It is, thanks to the Kids in the Future Foundation, it's the one day in the year that Ben can be Ben again while they're on their honeymoon. However, his father-in-law, the evil puppet master, has not exactly bought into this whole wedding thing and controls the Hulk and sends him out to kill Ben Grimm. The the clock is ticking. Any moment he's going to revert to Ben Grimm, can he stop the Hulk from not only murdering him, but... Everyone else around, including perhaps Alicia. It just shows the strength of that character in a way that he is connected to Alicia. It is all those stories from all these years that matter. And Dan Slott and the team did a, a great job of that. So FF 12 and 13. Unstoppable Wasp, numbers four to seven. Mm-hmm. Nodge's struggle. It is brilliant storytelling, brilliant research done by Jeremy Whitley In terms of of getting to tell a story of Nadia being bipolar and how that impacts her life, her friends, what's moving forward, what she needs to do. Just sensitive, sensitive storytelling and absolutely brilliant. Finally, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl 47 to 50, the finale by Ryan North, Derek Charm, Eric Anderson and the crew. Beautiful way to tie up a series on their own terms, with their own merits, without it goes to a lot of different places, but is still the book that we loved. Coming to a nothing's a glorious finish when this book means something like this means so much to me, but it is it went out in a lovely, lovely way. So those are my three.
2: Okay, Sarah okay i'm going to go with bitter root family business which is issues numbers one through five um this basically is the series of issues that introduces you to the Sangre family um kind of tells you what it is they're doing why it is they're doing it gives you the background to um the the monsters that they're hunting um absolutely brilliant setup from um David F. Walker, Chuck Brown, Sanford Green, Rico Renzi and Clayton Cowles. Um, instantly recognisable family members. It's got a whole kind of you've got the domineering mother. You've got the rebellious daughter who um, just wants to go out and fight monsters and is told, no, you have to stay here and kind of cook up potions and things. Um really really good goes into some quite heavy sort of um political areas but does it in a very clever way um it's not subtle about it um it's it's set during the harlem renaissance which is a time period that i am very very interested in so it caught me immediately um but it's a clever book and it's a fun book and it's a very good looking book so that's my first one Bitterroot family business um port of earth issues one to four they didn't actually give this a title it was just released as volume one this was a book that i spoke about on the podcast um the idea being aliens come and land on earth but instead of instead of anything good coming out of aliens landing on earth basically the government just make a deal with them um and they're just here for business they open up a spaceport on earth in exchange for for humans getting technology, but when the aliens start to break out and wreak havoc in the cities, it's down to this newly formed sort of police service to do something about it. Um, It's just kind of a look at immigration and othering and how people are treated when they're considered to be different and how people are treated better or worse, depending on how big businesses view them. Um, and then I have to make a decision on my last one. Let's go with invisible kingdom walking the path, which is issues one to five, which formed the first arc. Um, this basically introduces you to all the main characters. You get your space nuns, you get your space pirates. Um, I'm going to be honest, you got nuns and pirates. What more could you possibly want? But it's Christian Ward and G Willow Wilson, both absolutely at the top of their game on this book. It's smart. It's beautiful. It's that crazy space opera that Christian Ward does as only he can. Um, but again, you've you've got people choosing their own family and people finding their place in the world and trying to work out what it is that you want from the world and also um, dodgy corrupt multinational corporations doing shady deals with organized religion. And basically just all the stuff I like in life, takedowns of organized religion and shady corrupt businesses. (laughs) Bring it on.
0: (laughs) I like the cut of your jib, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Okay. So I, uh, I talked to Jeremy uh, a couple of weeks ago, I wanted to ask him what the name of those issues for Unstoppable Wasp were called. And uh, he gave me two titles, but the one that I, I went with was uh, called Fix Everything. So mm-hmm. if we need to call that arc something, we can call it the Unstoppable Wasp Fix Everything uh, story arc. So, uh, okay, I have three Unstoppable Wasp, Fix Everything, absolutely. Uh, gets a vote from me. Jessica Jones, Purple Daughter, absolutely one of my favorite stories of the year. That also gets a vote from me. And uh, I'm going to throw Paper Girls Volume 6, the uh, the finale arc of Paper Girls, into the mix. Uh, we've talked about Paper Girls quite a bit in the last couple of podcasts, so I don't know how much uh. I have to do, sell anybody on it, but... Again, we talk about execution of these endings and stuff like that. I think the way that Paper Girls was orchestrated from beginning to end, really. But this particular arc had some really standout issues between 28 and 30, as Bob had mentioned, that I I, I think are just achievements in comics all around in, in terms of presentation of story and wrapping up of uh, arcs and whatnot, and just uh, really, really, really going for it with that series. Uh, that being said, I think uh, depending on how everybody else feels about it, I could see it being uh, taken off of this list at some point in time. I don't know if we're there yet, but um, okay. So so far, we've got two votes for jessica jones purple daughter and unstoppable boss fix everything Everything. do we want to lock those yeah i like them yeah okay
3: i i'll throw Mm -hmm. my two cents towards invisible kingdom Mm Hmm. i mean it's it's space pirates and it's also space piratey corrupt amazon so (laughs) they're delivering packages for the worst company on the planet so yes Yep. uh, yeah i i i would i'd throw my weight behind that one i don't know about yeah, anybody i could else. also
0: throw some weight in for invisible kingdom for sure
1: i wouldn't but i'm not voting okay
0: um well i mean what um what do you feel the most passionate about joey
1: i would rather see paper girls and bitter root than invisible kingdom
2: mm-hmm. i would love to see bitter root on this list I will say that, um, just because it hasn't appeared anywhere else on any of our other lists. And I think that it was a very, very, very good book that came out this year.
1: Yeah, and it's... Um, uh, Yeah,
2: go ahead. I was just going to say, Invisible Kingdom is on the ongoing list.
1: It is, so, And the issues that we would read for that are these... (laughs)
2: yeah there's only like one possibly by the time we get to it two other issues um so i would happily sacrifice invisible kingdom at this point if it meant we could get bitter root onto this list
0: well why don't we just why don't we sacrifice invisible kingdom in general just to whittle down the list and then we'll see if we get around to bitter root unless there's like major support for bitter root i, I just have, add it.
1: i major support for bitter root yeah I, yeah, would. Love I, F. I love not, David Walker. I love David Walker. Sanford Green yeah. artwork is yeah. just okay. On yeah, the I mean,
0: I'm I'm all I'm all for that over over some of these other ones as well. Um, so, all right, so we want to lock that in.
3: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Bitterroot Family Business joins
0: Jessica Jones, Purple Daughter, and Wasp. Fix everything. Okay, we've got two more, and we've got the following books: Criminal Two through Three, Bad Weekend, X Men, Age of X men uh, Paper Girls, Volume 6, Fantastic Four, 12 through 13. That is the Is that the Grim Wedding, Bob? Green Wedding, we'll call the it. Green Wedding. <laughs> yeah. Green Honeymoon. Uh, and Unbeatable, Squirrel Girl, the Finale, and Port of Earth.
1: I really like the Fantastic Four piece. I think it's okay. really cool. I think it's a great story about Ben Grimm as a character, about heroism. Um I just really like those two issues. I also really like Bad Weekend. Um and I could talk more about that in a second. Age of X-Man, I'm I'm cool letting go because I don't think anybody else is really for that one, especially considering even Marvel doesn't seem to be for Age of X-Man since they were just like <laughs> Hickman come in and blow everything up. Everything we did over the last year, forget it, it doesn't matter. Um mm-hmm. I'm cool with those uh with those disappearing. Now, uh uh, but they are great. And we talked about extremists. Uh, Marvelous X-Men is also very good. All of Age of X-Men is a really awesome kind of meditation on um, love and and the kind of relationships that these characters have forged as the X-Men as a family. And this, this thesis that what, what causes the X-Men strife is strife. Get it? It's an X-Men pun. All right. Anyway, um, that's, a, that's a that's a back wall reference. Yeah. Um, what causes them strife are these relationships, and that's kind of the source of their problems, which is um, which is unraveled over the course of all of these these little miniseries. I loved it. Go back and read them all. They're really great, even though they have no play on what's going on with the X-Men right now. Um, Criminal Bad Weekend has, was just re-released this past week as its own separate um, trade as a self-contained story. Bad Weekend is the one that follows... Um, this main character as he kind of, there's a, there's a comic convention and he starts like, you know, following around his hero. One of these, these comic book writers and, and all filtered through this, this crime noir pulpy lens as the, uh, comic book writer, uh, and a missing, incredibly valued, valuable, uh, comic goes missing. um, and all the kind of uh, shenanigans that go from that. It's a really great exemplar of why Criminal is so awesome. And the fact that that Brubaker and Phillips were able to do that in two issues uh, and really tell a self-contained story there, I think, is awesome. Um, I really liked that arc, as it were. Okay. So that's mine. How much,
0: uh, how much support am I going to get for Paper Girls Volume Six? I support you on Paper Girls Volume Six. Me too. With, with two spots left.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. Sarah, what you're not caught up yet, correct?
2: I, I'm not caught up on it, so I I don't have a horse in this race at this point. But I'm happy to put it on there because I'm gonna get caught up on it at some point. It might as well be now. Mm.
1: Okay. So right now we're between Fantastic Four. Paper Girls, Port of Earth, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, and Criminal.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm the only one who read Port of Earth, so I'm not. I know I'm not gonna get any backup on that, but that's absolutely fine. Just pull that one off the list because it's just it's just taking up space now.
0: Okay, taken off. Uh, but everybody go and read it. Absolutely, I definitely yeah, want to check it out. It's,
2: it's up to I think it's up to three volumes that are out now, um, and it's just it's just very smart sci-fi. Port and, and i like my smarts i like sci-fi to be clever i don't just want it to be running around shooting aliens i want you to be shooting aliens for a reason <laughs> okay but, but <laughs> so, so shooting aliens. If, wow yeah if we're all cool
0: with paper girls being added to the list that leaves criminal fantastic four and unbeatable and invisible kingdom unless we're oh i thought that we
2: no we took it, it off
0: Yeah, it's in Best Ongoing, so... Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah, we took it it off because it was an Ongoing. Criminal is also an Ongoing, I would point that out. Yeah,
1: I I could go with no Criminal uh, if it means getting Paper Girls on here because I think Paper Girls... I think we need to do... I think we need to recognize the... the precision and expertise that went into that final... those final six issues uh, and the way that that story lands...
0: Okay, so it's between Fantastic Four, the Green Honeymoon.
2: Yeah, that's what we will call it.
0: <laughs> and on uh, Squirrel Girl, the finale.
2: I would say put Fantastic Four in because again, Squirrel Girl's it's it's on ongoing, and Fantastic Four, I don't think appears anywhere at this point.
1: I oh. like Fantastic Four and Paper Girls.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. That oh, was hard. a lot less painful
0: than I imagined.
3: See. So our story arc selections are Unstoppable Wasp, Fixed Everything, Jessica Jones, Purple Daughter, Peter mm. Root, Family Business, Paper Girls, Volume 6, Fantastic Four, Issues 12 and 13, which I'm describing as Green Honeymoon. Very nice.
1: Is that what it's actually called?
3: I don't know if it's called anything. It's going to be collected in the midst of a whole bunch of other things, but why not? I'll see if there's a ton. So, so Grim Honeymoon isn't bad either.
0: I like that. <laughs> okay, this is uh, this is going along. This is pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Okay, I don't necessarily remember what the alliances were for this next one. But uh, I'll let somebody else go first.
1: Wait a minute. You had alliances? With you. What? Oh. <laughs> also, Wait another me. thing about Fantastic Four number 12, which is awesome, is it's a throwback to the OG Fantastic Four number 12
0: yes where the thing and hulk first met
1: exactly
0: okay are we ready to move on to the next category yes yes the next category is best artist
2: yes it is mm, interesting. sarah
0: you sound hi. very confident hi sarah
2: hi I would, you, have... would you
0: like to tell us why audrey mock needs to be on this list
2: uh, no, but I will tell you why Stephanie Hans needs to be on this list. Oh, please do. Um, because she's freaking awesome. <laughs> Pretty sure that covers there. Is
1: that your only vote? Um, times three.
2: No, no, no. Okay, so I put Stephanie Hans on this list. Um, I, I'm being pissy, saying she's freaking awesome, but genuinely, the work that she has been putting in this year, um, on Die has just been absolutely outstanding. And not only has she been doing this amazing work on dye, but she did a large amount of this amazing work on dye whilst in a hospital in Japan with a broken leg that left her unable to walk for about three months. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So she is in a foreign country. She doesn't speak the language. Nobody there speaks French. Um, She's still pumping out these absolutely amazing pages at this incredible pace that has kept the book on schedule and all of her work is beautiful not only that but she also does a cover for each issue and she sends cover options to the rest of the team she doesn't just produce one cover she's like hey look i did like three which one do you want um and the way that she pushes the story along in die a lot of the time um and Joey and I will know this because did you know we interviewed Kieran Gillen? We did, we did. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get it. Take in a there. shot. So, yes. So um basically the the way that Kieran Gillen writes some of his um his scripts is he will basically say here's his who's in the scene and here's what they're saying, but I don't know what this place needs to look like so you can make up whatever you want. Um and for Stephanie Hans to be doing that whilst in the situation that she's been in and producing the level and the quality of the artwork that she's been producing, she just, she has to be on this list for me. I have got other people to put on this list, but I I am making a very impassioned case for Stephanie Hans to be on this list because her quality of work this year has just blown my mind. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's one. (laughs) Um, I will then nominate Christian Ward because I have to nominate Christian mm-hmm. Ward because he is one of my all time favourite artists. Um, obviously, he's been doing Invisible Kingdom. He's also been doing um, some cover work. He did a cover for Strayed, the book from Carlos Giffoni and Juando, which was just absolutely amazing. He's been doing um, some other bits and pieces for Marvel. Um, I think Black Bolt was all wrapped up by the end of 2018, but you know, he did really good work on that. But I just, I absolutely love his style. One of my most prized possessions that I'm looking at right now is um, a Captain Marvel, um, which he very kindly let me commission at Thought Bubble. um, And he produced the most absolutely beautiful Captain Marvel. So he has to be on my list because everything that he does is, is absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Um and then my third nomination is going to be Jamie McKelvey.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah, you weren't expecting that one, were you?
0: Coming out of the woodwork.
2: Yeah. Well everything that he has done on Wicked and Divine has just been absolutely brilliant. Um some of the some of the comic conventions that he has broken. And some of the comic conventions that he's inverted or subverted or call it what you will on that book have just been absolutely brilliant. The fact that they wrote an entire, or or he drew an entire issue of a book where one of the characters sits in the dark for half the issue. And yet when you do see that character, the emotional damage it does just seeing him sitting there, the fact that he produced um, issues where you just see the same character like 200 years apart every single time everything he's done on wicked and divine has been absolutely brilliant um he has also just released on social media his um his first ever piece of work for 2000 ad and i was amazed when i found out it was his first piece of 2000 ad work because it's amazing um there's a special judge dread book coming out later in the year like a birthday celebration one and he's done a piece of work for it and it's outstanding um but just for his sheer output on Wicked and Divine, he deserves recognition in my world. So that's my three.
3: Oh, boy. This is going to be a long (laughs) one, I
0: think.
2: No. Do you wish you hadn't let me go first?
0: No, it's all good, because now now we know. Uh, Bob, why don't you go next? Okay, my first
3: pick, Russell Douderman. What else to say but War of the Realms? Just absolutely mind-blowing. Cosmic, certainly, but really grounded and personal at the same time. Uh, despite her veteran status, I almost put Erica Henderson as a nominee for Breakthrough Artist, because her amazing run on Assassination was insane.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It's just so completely different, gleefully violent, dark comedy, stunningly hilarious, and it was gruesome. It was really gruesome. Her special effects sound things are also really great, and that her Squirrel Gun run could come to an end... In a final passage where they do a reprise of the squirrel girl theme, just as it began all those years ago, I made me smile a lot. Finally, Stepan sheich whose work to me it's an amazing combination of I don't know, Alex Ross, Neil Adams, John Byrne, uh, able to be epic and intimate, deeply emotional and playful, always in service to the characters and the story and not sort of the Brian De Palma of comics. Look at the great shot I can do. No. Can can I tell the story? Can I give you the emotional backdrop of this through body language? Through the biting of a lip or the of the twirl of an of an eyebrow kind of. His, Sunstone Mercy just incredible Harleen a masterpiece and heck the covers for Catalyst Prime 7 days are really helping to sell that book. So, no, Stepan Sheykh is my number three pick. Every year. <laughs> no,
0: if, he, if he's if he's doing something, yes, he should be. Yeah, well, absolutely. Mm. Um, I'm not. I'm not combating you. I'm just saying every year, he makes this list for for good reason, uh, or or is at least nominated for sure. Uh, Joey, what do you got?
1: Uh, Erica Henderson. Okay. Jamal Campbell.
0: Ooh, okay. Have you read Far, Far Sector?
1: Sector. Uh, I uh, read the first issue. What would you think? Uh, it looked beautiful.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was a little dense, right? It was a
1: little dense. All those Green Green Lantern books always are, but I picked it up because of him. Mm-hmm. You know, and because of his, his, his visual work. And... Uh, okay, so... The human that I was going to nominate Hmm. was Sanford Green for Bitter Root. Whose work is amazing and and we've been talking up his work for years going back to Power Man and Iron Fist and all that stuff. But I think I will switch my third vote to Jamie McKelvey. Yeah. Yeah, mm. that curveball, I think he does deserve a spot on this list. And I think that uh, I, will, I will I will, move my vote off Sanford Green to, to lock in uh, a, a Jamie McKelvey nod this year. Because for the last couple of years, I've tried to get him on the list uh, for Wicked and Divine. But now, and that, now that it's done, I want to make sure chance. He, gets, he gets that recognition, yeah.
2: And you didn't have me here before. Frickin'
1: exactly. And then what would happen is I'd be like, guys, we're gonna divide. And they'd be like, oh, we don't know. We have to read it. And then they'd read it, and then we'd come back and they'd be like, this book was amazing. And I'd be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That
2: is exactly how that conversation went. <sighs> yes, it did. Boy. You're right there, Steve.
0: Ugh. So all of my all of my people have been named with the exception of one. Uh, I don't know if they'll make the list, but I just want to put one out there for Robson Roca for work work on Aquaman, because, I mean, not only is the story and the the building of character most impressive in that book, but that book is something to behold. I get such crazy nostalgic vibes from growing up in uh, the beach house that I did when I'm reading that book and seeing all of the uh, just all the creatures recreated in in the depths of Atlantis and whatnot, the drama going on uh, between Arthur and Mera, seeing the 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 pain in their in their faces. And uh, just there's always there's always something dire happening in Aquaman, and it gives Robson a an opportunity to just create these really amazing emotional pages. Uh, in this like maritime epic, so uh, I would like to add Robson Rocha to the okay. list, but I can understand if uh, if, I don't, if it don't if he doesn't make it. Uh, well, Stephanie I love, Hans, I love what he does, obviously. So you never can tell. All right, Stephanie so Han. all right, so we'll, we'll add his name to the list. Um, I'll put one little asterisk next to that. Uh, Stephanie Hans is absolutely, I am, I'm totally a hundred thousand percent behind Stephanie Hans being on this list uh and if i had to throw my weight behind one more everybody on this list is so incredible but i'm gonna give it up for jamie Mhm.
1: it
2: is basically the british invasion right now and i am so happy about it
1: <laughs> i mean just the one guy but
2: i don't okay. know there's there's been there's been a few brits on the on these lists so far
0: so Bob, do you wanna do you wanna tell us who's who's got votes right now? Jamie McKelvey, Stephanie Hans, Erica Henderson. Lock it in, baby.
3: Leaving us with Russell Dowderman, Stepan Sheich Christian Ward, Robson Roca, Jamal Campbell for two spots.
0: Oh my God, this is so hard.
1: Go Dowderman. Mm. Hmm. Go Dowderman. Yeah, I think so. I think War of the Realms and the Thor stuff, as we've talked about many a time, is just on another level. Mm. Um, from the quiet to the galactic, and uh, War of the Realms worked because it visually worked.
3: I oh yeah, I, that's a great statement. I agree wholeheartedly. Remember the
1: Venom Sword wild yeah yeah <laughs> remember spider-man say... riding the uh flying unit flying uh what is it called the flying horse the uh, pegasus? pegasus
2: yeah well, while i didn't enjoy war of the realms because it wasn't a book for me the artwork was beautiful i will i will say that i will hold my hands up and say that was a very good looking book i do wish we could so get i'm Jamal... happy to see yeah. doubt on this on this list I
1: do wish we could get Jamal Campbell on the list um but if you didn't read Naomi mm, I did yeah, it's just it, that's really his his one piece of work from this year um he was one of our um, breakout uh, far well, sector, far sector as well and uh one and I'm talking about big 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 things, but um his, mm. his and he was one of our breakouts a couple of years ago, so yeah. he's maybe maybe he'll be on this list in the future,
0: okay. Yeah, absolutely spectacular uh, artwork from Jamal, for sure. Okay, so so Erica Henderson is locked. Jamie McKelvey is locked. Sarah uh, Stephanie Hans is locked. Uh, it Russell comes Datterman. down. And Russell Downerman is also locked. Okay, so yeah. it comes down to Robson, Roca, Christian Ward, and Stepan. Yikes. Yeah. Whoa.
2: I... I'm happy to take Christian Ward off the list and put. My are weight you behind though? Robson. Well, no, obviously I'm not, but um, but I I would I would take Christian off and put my weight behind Robson Roker um, if needs be. If 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 there's no support for Christian, then the work that Robson's been doing on um, on Aquaman, like you say, it's just been absolutely out of this world. It's been stunning.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boy, uh, Joey, which way are you leaning?
1: I mean, I already got. Uh, uh, Erica and Jamie and Stephanie Hans on here, so I'm fine.
0: Yeah, but if you voted, it would help.
1: Oh, <laughs> if I voted, what is the vote between
0: Robson, Roca, or Stapon? Stapon. Okay, that's another for Stapan. Uh, Sarah.
2: I would go Robson. Oh God, it comes down to me again. No, I didn't vote yet.
3: Oh, go ahead, Bob. I the like, no, second vote to. No, I, I'm. I... I love what Robson Rocha did. I threw him into the breakthrough category, though, for me, Mm -hmm. for now. So on that level, having done the one thing, and it is brilliant, and I loved it, and it makes me love Aquaman. Stepan. Okay. So I think we're two and two. Oh, God.
1: Throw the price
2: out. Put Christian Ward on the list.
1: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, let me pull up. I want to. I want to look at some stuff. I'm going to look at some stuff here on my screen. Okay.
0: Yeah, this is a, this is really really tough. Robson Roca's artwork blew me away for Aquaman, and and I when you when you consider continued excellence and top tier talent for Rastepon, just knocking out of the park every year. That he contributes to this medium, uh, continue to be just blown away by his work. Uh... Bear with us, folks. This is tough. (laughs) What do you think, Joey?
1: Step-on. anything Stapon. on on all let's right still all right let's do
0: let's do Stapon. on
1: no it's your vote what's that it's your vote i dude i
0: i, I can't stress <laughs> i can't stress over this uh everybody by now knows how much we appreciate uh robson's artwork on on aquaman uh and aquaman is recognized in best ongoing series as well
1: So So I feel I feel
0: that he's very he's very much a part of that. Mm. Um, Whereas, yeah,
1: okay, cool,
0: cool, Sarah, cool.
2: Yeah. yep, yep, yep.
0: Okay.
3: Okay. All right. Our our choices for best artists: Jamie McKelvey, Stephanie Hans, Erica Henderson, Russell Dowderman, Stepan Cheyich. Okay. You could fill a
0: gallery with that. Yes, you could. All right, let's move on to our best writer yeah. category.
1: All right, I got this,
0: <laughs> Joey. Mm-hmm. The pack. have you Here
1: we Happy. go. Boom. Here we go. You ready? Kelly Thompson, Chip Sadarski, Kieran Gillen. Lock it in. Whoa! Shh. That's the list. That's it. Three
2: ain't bad.
1: All right, can I? Uh, can I go next? Sure. Yep.
0: My list is Kieran Gillen. Chip Zadarsky and Kelly Thompson.
1: I'm telling you, I'm telling you, <laughs> wow. this is this one's gonna go. Okay.
0: Uh, Bob.
3: Kelly Thompson. Mm-hmm. Kelly Sue DeConnick. hmm
0: Ryan North. Ooh. Ooh. Kelly Sue was uh, was my hail mary.
1: Yeah, my hail mary was John Allison, but we'll see. He was my fourth. Yeah, my fourth as well. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, Sarah, where, do you, uh, where are you landing?
2: Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to disregard that person because they're already a lock. I am going to throw in Cy Spurrier, uh, who this year has done Coda, The Dreaming, and Hellblazer, which is like three completely different books, all of mm-hmm. which are absolutely superb. Um, I'm going to throw in jeremy whitley unstoppable wasp rainbow bright future foundation again three very different books all beautifully written and then do i go for that one or do i go for that one Eh, christopher sabella house of mock crowded shanghai red i'm technically claiming because the trade came out in february so i'm technically claiming that came out this year um but some of, some of, not all of his work lands for me. I will hold my hands up and say that. But some of his work I absolutely love. And House of Mock scared the pants off of me. <laughs> Seriously, that book is so freaky. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to go for. Size Barrier, Jeremy Whitney, Chris Sabella. Mm.
0: Okay. Did uh, did Jeremy win this category last year? Just as a uh,
2: reminder. Oh. He was in Break. I, I thought, thought it was Kelly Thompson.
1: I think he won Break.
3: I'm getting it out right as we speak. Yeah. Jeremy Whitley was our breakthrough writer, beating Chris Sabella by two votes.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Was Kelly Thompson our favorite writer last year?
2: Yeah,
0: I'm
1: yes, pretty she sure are. she was. Hey,
2: that—that hey! that was why I asked the question earlier of whether they could be nominated for the same category in, in the second year, because Kelly Thompson was like my sixth choice. Um. But no, that's why she didn't make it onto my list.
1: Uh, yeah, no, she could be there. But she's
2: a lock anyway, so. Okay, yeah, please. so, all right.
1: Um, yeah. We are locked.
3: Kelly Thompson, Kieran Gillen, Chip Zdarsky, it looks like. Chip as Zdarsky, of
1: right now. The Invaders, the Spider-Man stuff. Spider-Man Life Story alone, I mm-hmm. think, gets him a place on this list. Afterlift. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And Kieran Afterlift Gillen, is a lot of fun. Finally getting Kieran Gillen on this this list.
2: I've been I've been trying to get on the show for eight years to get Kieran Gillen on the list,
1: and I don't even need to nominate him. I've been the fight, Sarah.
2: Didn't okay. even need to nominate him. You'll beat me to it.
3: So we've okay. got. Oh, go ahead, Bob. Kelly Thompson, Kieran Gillen, Chip Zdarsky on the list, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which are both Joey and yours, uh, Trinity.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm out.
3: Right. For two two spaces, we have Spurrier, Jeremy Whitley, Chris Sabella, Kelly Sue DeConnick, and Ryan North. Just want to throw out there, as extra picks, you had mentioned John Allison. I, I, I'd love to commend John Allison, Brian K. Vaughan, and Jeremy Whitley for crafting graceful exits.
1: Yes. It yes. Just
3: is a special note because it is not easy to do that, and all those gentlemen manage something special.
2: Absolutely. I also had G. Willow Wilson on my backup list because I thought that she'd done some pretty good stuff this year too mm-hmm. while we're doing honorable mentions.
3: Yeah, so Wonder Woman was very, very good and you added Invisible Kingdom to that. And the, yeah, and the it, novel too, right? <laughs> we might yeah. Yeah. throw that
0: in there. Wasn't her finale for Ms. Marvel this year as well? Uh, or show. am I Could have hmm. been.
1: There, been. We're, yeah, ten, it we're, been.
0: Ten, we're ten
3: issues into the Solid and Ahmed
0: run. Okay, so maybe maybe in January, I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, so we have Kelly Sue, Cy Spurrier, Jeremy, and Christopher Sabella left. We have two but, spots.
3: Ryan North, I know, doesn't have enough... Oh, and
0: Ryan North, I'm sorry.
3: I don't know if we have enough weight for him, but what what he accomplished with Squirrel Girl, as I mentioned before, talking about the book, and will again, mm-hmm. is something
0: otherworldly. Yes. Agreed. Uh, so do we want to keep him on this list or remove
2: I'm
3: keep Ryan North. I'm keeping them until we hear something different. We'll see. I'm not removing anyone yet. So okay. what are we thinking? Let's go at this. Sarah, it's you and I, I suppose. Okay. So, so Cy.
2: Let, me, let me make some cases. So Cy Spurrier, everybody knows I'm a massive fangirl of Cy Spurrier. I make no bones about that. I've loved everything the man has ever written. He is a genius but this year, the three books that I've mentioned him on, Coda, which is um, a 12 issue high fantasy miniseries told by a narrator that you maybe can't believe called Hum. And he is it's basically a man's tale of trying to get his wife back from, let's call it an illness um but it he does it in this crazy world where magic can only be used to if you get it from elves but the elves are all dead except maybe there's one who's not quite dead and is just a slightly decomposing head that's kept inside someone's false leg um and that's (laughs) the kind of level that he like literally the book opens with the skeleton of a dragon asking hum to scratch its butt Because it has a ghost itch. Like. Mind blown. I love that fact. And then at the complete other end of that. You've got Hellblazer. Which was like DC Vertigo's. Gritty. Smoking. Whiskey drinking. Magician guy. Who he's only had two issues out of him so far. And it is just the most perfect Hellblazer. I have read in a very 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 long time. And then he got to play in in Neil Gaiman's Sandpit with The Dreaming and like you don't go and play with Neil Gaiman's toys unless you're very very confident of what you're doing and he's done it absolutely perfectly like everything he's done with that book is absolutely brilliant Um, and I just bugger I want to talk about Motherlands as well but I think it finished in 2018 Everything everything he does is witty and sharp and funny and it has layers to it. It's it's not he doesn't write the kind of books that you'll just read once and then forget about. It. He writes the kind of books that leave you with hangovers and you have to go <laughs> back and read them again because because they stick in your brain and they're just they're just there and they stay there and they're not gonna go away until they finish doing whatever it is they wanna do inside your brain. Um. Yeah, that's my case for Saisbaria. Yeah.
0: It's a very strong case. <laughs>
2: uh, As I yeah, said, massive yeah. fangirl.
3: Yeah, but it's for good work, so that's not a not a consideration at all. From my hmm. standpoint, any any time that there would be a pretty deadly book out, I think it gives Kelly Sue DeConnick a leg up because it is something really, really different and unique. Mm-hmm. The 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 combination of the original old West that turned into this mystic thing about Reapers and the Garden that has continued on now through two and a half other arcs of absolute brilliance. That would that would be enough for me to put her on this list. You add Aquaman, a character which we've all discussed, no one really caring much about, and now we're all reading Aquaman. Yeah, it follows. Yes, the the art by Robson Roca is is lovely. The mythology and world building here, the the new residents of of Amnesty Bay, where you know, the gods are taking up residence and fighting over what's for lunch and so on and so forth, it's brilliant and funny and emotionally involving. So
2: I would I uh, would not be unhappy to see Kelly Sue on this list.
0: I would also back Kelly Sue
1: DeConnick on this list. Shall we?
2: Yeah, I can see
1: it. Oh, <laughs> I think I think Kelly Sue. I think just Aquaman alone, pretty deadly, notwithstanding. But Aquaman alone, like, who cares about Aquaman? <laughs> you know, uh, it's the same reason why you know one of the reasons why State Bomb was on the list last year because of the work on Aquaman. Uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Kelly Sue.
3: Okie dokie. Are we saying Kelly, Sue, and Cy
2: Spurrier?
3: That's what What, I think the list is. What are you thinking, Sarah?
2: I mean, I can happily also make cases for Jeremy Whitley or Christopher Sabella if you want me to. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Please Please go ahead. I'm happy to do that. (laughs) But I am basically just arguing with myself at this point. Um, So, okay, Jeremy Whitley, obviously, we know that he was kind of shanghaied a bit with Future Foundation um in that he couldn't use the main characters and even before the first book came out there was kind of the inkling that there wasn't gonna be any more. But what he did manage to do with that book was it was fun. It was it was a fun Marvel book that you could read when all of the big events and everything were getting a little bit too much. And it was silly and it had oh I always forget his name, the really annoying guy. Bentley Bentley. Bentley Bentley 23. Yeah. And like you you, you found yourself caring about him even though he was just a little dick um, <laughs> and then, sorry that like he totally was um, and then he does something like Rainbow Bright, which could have just been a terrible tie in like the original TV show was that those of us of a certain age grew up watching and pestering our parents to buy us these awful dolls that when you look back at it were actually quite terrifying but he didn't do that he made something smart and he made something fun out of it. Um, And I don't really think I need to tell you how amazing unstoppable wasp is because we've kind of yeah. talked about that a lot. Um, and then Chris Sabella, obviously he's writing crowded, which I've mentioned several times because I absolutely love it because again, it's smart and it looks at our world through a mirror and it holds it up to us. And it says, really, is this where we're heading? Is this where we're going with crowdfunding? Are we getting to the point where you will literally be able to buy anything on the internet? Um, and he also did House of Mock, which was this kind of really, really dark story of this family with this shared delusion that the world was being run by these kind of weird aliens that came up out of the ground and could trace you anywhere and you had to get off the grid. Um but maybe not all the family had that shared delusion and maybe one member of the family was trying to get out, but was in too deep. Um, And then again, Shanghai Red, which was this weird story of, of kidnapping in Portland in the 1800s and people being taken off and forced to work on ships. But there was more to it than that because it was also the story of a woman who dressed as a man because she felt more comfortable that way. Um, And then decided to live as a man and there's just there's layers to his storytelling um and i really hope that something i've just said has helped one of you make a decision because i'm not helping myself at all here
3: no you you set them all up as three equals which is now a problem (laughs) here's 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 what might be a, a weirdo solution to this if you wanted one of them on the list which would it be
2: um, if I had to pick one of them out of the three of them, it would be Cy Spurrier, just because like, he's never been mentioned in the awards before ever, and that is a crying shame, because some of the books that he's worked on, God Shaper, Six-Gun Gorilla, yeah, Weavers...
1: We... Mm. No, we talked about all those books, but we just never have uh, recognized him individually.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Motherlands, he's... He's worked on loads of Marvel properties. He did Angelic. Cry Havoc. Cry Havoc is one of the greatest comic books I have ever read. And it pains me to this day that we never got a second volume of it because enough people didn't buy it. It was about lesbian werewolves going to war. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, come on. What more could you possibly want? Put Sysberry on the list. Yeah. Do it.
0: All right. Let's do it.
3: Okay. Best writer. Kelly Thompson, Kieran Gillen, Chip Zdarsky, Kelly Sue DeConnick, Cy Spurrier.
1: That's wild.
3: Mm. How come Cy Spurrier doesn't have a K in his name? We have to put a K in there somewhere. Maybe his middle initial is K. Cy
1: K. Spurrier.
3: Yes.
2: (laughs) Cy Spurrier. Um, See, I told you, British Invasion. It's happening. I'm making it happen. (laughs)
3: I've got two whole Brits on
2: this list.
3: Okay, Jerry and the Pacemakers.
0: Okay, great. Defeating the Yanks <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's been a have we, uh,
0: have we reached the final category? You know it <laughs> Oh yeah. boy Man, I don't feel as exhausted as I have in years past By the time we got to the end
2: I'm claiming it's because I'm here Yeah There's well, also like
1: one the- less human on the table So our decisions are coming
3: quicker That's right, we, we were five last time around This is true
0: Okay, this is the big one, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Best overall comic.
3: I, I, I would make like... adjustments. I don't know about the rest of you. I, as we go, there's some changes. I would really like for you to go first, Bob. Okay. I was, I was going to take one more change, go through, but no, here, here we go. Here okay. we go. Now I'm good. Uh, from We're doing five, right? Yes. Okay. Deadbeats, Captain Marvel, Paper Girls, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl,
0: Pretty Deadly. Okay, Captain Marvel. So Deadbeats, Captain Marvel, Unbeatable. Okay. Good, you do me a favor. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um. Hmm. One, two, three, four. What am I missing?
3: Pa- pretty Deadly, Squirrel Girl, Paper
0: Girls. Pretty Deadly. That's the one I'm missing. Sorry. Okay. All right. Um. Mm, 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 mm. Joey. Yes. How would you like to go?
1: You want me to vote? You want me to nominate? Oh is that uh, what, yeah, I want is
0: you to nominate. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, we're going to divine! Um, We're going to divine Bitter Root. Mm. We're going to divine Bitter Root. Unstoppable Wasp. Paper Girls. Nice. And I'm going to sit on my fourth one, fifth one for a little bit.
2: Hmm.
3: A ploy. (laughs) An interesting ploy.
0: Uh, Sarah, do you want to go next or should I?
2: Uh, I don't mind. Would you like me to go? Will that help you?
0: Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be indecisive either way. So uh, why don't you, why don't you just take it away?
2: Okay, I'm going to go with Coda. Yes. Thank you. Murder Falcon. Yes. <laughs> Die. Mm-hmm. Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me. Oh. And Crowded.
0: Okay. Hmm. Wow. All right. Um, and crowded. Okay. So I've mm-hmm. got to give my five.
1: Yes, you do.
0: No, I don't have to vote for that because it's already a lock. Nah, 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 nah. Boy. All right. I uh, I am going to go die. Number one with a bullet. Awesome. Wicked and divine.
2: <laughs> Woo! Yes.
0: <laughs> Murder Falcon.
2: Yeah.
0: Coda. Yeah. And oh my God, this is so freaking hard. I got one more, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh oh boy. Oh God. All right. Mm, 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 mm unstoppable wasp yes
1: what did i vote for again <laughs> uh wicked, wicked and, and divine, divine paper
3: root. girls oh go ahead bob wicked and divine bitter root wasp paper
1: girls uh, unbeatable squirrel girl oh. so i
2: make that is that seven that we've got there with two votes each
0: that's what I'm just counting up. Mm. Man, I cho- I choked on one of my one of my nominees right at the end, and went with Unstoppable Wasp.
2: Now I need to know who you choked on in case they were a mild extra. It was work. it was
0: Aquaman. I I absolutely oh, okay. love everything from about Aquaman from top to bottom. But I'm I'm really really happy with this list. Looking at it, um, I mean, can I throw it seven. on there?
2: No, No, because we've already got seven. Wicked
3: and Divine, Unstoppable Wasp, Paper Girls, Die, Unbeatable Squirrel, Coda, Murder Falcon.
1: I think that... Wait a minute. Crowded?
2: That only got one nomination from me. Crowded only got one? It's not on the list. Yep.
1: So right now we're choosing between Bitterroot, Crowded, Laura Dean pretty deadly Captain Marvel and Deadbeats.
3: Yes. I don't think anybody else read Deadbeats.
1: I no. would love to read Deadbeats.
3: Musical horror anthology book. The Virginia a Kickstarter filled with tons of stories, lots of creators, you know, some really creepy nasty stuff, a couple of little bits of politics, lots of lots of music.
1: Yeah. I would love to read Deadbeats though. I don't know if it's going to make this Liz, but I would love to read it.
3: You should. We'll keep it to the side. Um, there was lots of... Uh, what do I, what do I, we need
0: three, right? So Bitterroot. It's assuming we keep all of our twos. Well, okay. What it, just remind me again, what is locked so far? Wicked and the Divine, uh-huh. Wasp, Paper Girl, Die, Squirrel Girl, Coda,
3: Murder Falcon. Okay left behind deadbeats captain marvel pretty deadly crowded laura dean bitter root
1: yeah
0: um i'm just i'm going to go th- i i think captain marvel needs to be on this list
1: uh, of of what's remaining i would say the same for crowded
0: okay uh I can yeah, see both i can
2: get- those on this list
0: well, I could get okay. behind Crowded. We're just going for huh?
3: it. I'll put a little more. Um, crowded, Captain Marvel. Just in case.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, I like the idea of reading deadbeats.
1: Beats. Well, I, I, no, I, I, I just want to say that I, when I say I want to read wanna, it, I don't necessarily <laughs> say that we need to nominate, put it in our top ten overalls.
0: Yeah, we can read it without having to nominate it. Right. I,
2: re- I would... I would drop Laura Dean and put my weight behind Bitterroot instead, um, because Bitterroot—you don't just have the ongoing series, but as part of it, you also have the Bitterroot Red Summer, which was absolutely brilliant and really expanded the universe a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would happily put some weight behind that. Just
3: as I was going to go down the Laura Dean route. Okay, I'm in. I'm in <laughs> yeah, for, I'm I in was going go to go down. David David F. And, and yeah, I, but. David Walker and Sanford Green. Oh, I don't know. Joey, what are you thinking?
1: You know, I was also going to go down the Lord Dean route. Um, <laughs> because I think Sarah, that... you jumped off too quick. Now at the same time though, I'm okay. Removing it because I think that uh, it's always a great, it's always, <laughs> it's always a great year for graphic novels. I, I, it, it always is. Well, and, and they um... do, they do show up on the overalls uh, often, but this was also a great year for some of these series. Um, and I think that if I had to, if I had to put one of these books up, it, uh, both Bitterroot and Lord Dean are featured heavily in their respective categories. Uh, I could see either. I'm partial to Bitterroot. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Steven, okay. Do we, do we same do Bitterroot? Bitterroot. Well, let's,
3: then Captain Marvel to fill out the list those three in pencil
0: uh all right hold on let's let's bold bitter root because I feel like we're gonna that's gonna arrive on the list do we all agree
1: well if it arrives on the list then our list is done
0: well hold on uh so die paper girls wicked and divine murder falcon coda unbeatable bitter root unstoppable so that's one two three four five six seven eight and we've got two no, left. we have
1: ten. Oh, no, we have ten. Captain Marvel and Crowded. And crowded.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Um, So that leaves... We pulled
3: out Pretty Deadly. Okay. And Laura Dean. Okay.
0: Mm, mm, mm. And we're taking Deadbeats out as well?
3: Yes, that's they. Yeah. Everyone should read it, but... Yeah. Okay.
1: Just like I never... I didn't nominate... Criminal, even though criminal is the greatest thing of all time, or like Hawks pox, you know, but you should read them.
0: Yeah. Okay. So my only, do we, are we feeling more Captain Marvel or Laura Dean?
1: Oh, well, when you put it that way.
0: Well, I mean, if we add, if we add Crowded to the list and we add Better Root to the list, that leaves Captain Marvel and Laura Dean left for the final spot. Am I counting wrong? I feel like I'm no, Well, that's, that, no, that's cuz you're
1: we... the Steve, you're the one that said Captain Marvel has to be on this list. But now you're walking it back and you're saying you kind of want Laura Dean on this list instead, which I can get behind that too.
0: I just I'm trying to trying to get a group thing as opposed to my own thing. I mean, I think both are outstanding. I just I just don't know which one we want to end up 'cause when I said when I said Captain Marvel needs to be on this list, I was I felt like there was a little bit of pushback.
1: Well you want to not for probe?
0: me. Do we want to go around the table? Yep. Alright, let's go around the table. Sarah, what are you
3: what Lord are you? Dane.
2: Okay,
0: that's one from Um Bob. Captain Marvel. Mm-mm-mm, Joey.
1: No, Steve, you go first. So that you're not okay. deciding vote. <laughs> about... Uh
0: Yeah, I got to go with Captain Marvel.
1: You know, Laura Dean, <laughs> you're the one that raised it.
0: <laughs> well, I know it's on my list. It's actually on my list. Do we, we want to replace seconded. Captain Marvel with something else? That, or, that, or, place,
3: or replace, put Laura Dean on the list in place of something else?
1: Something yeah. like Coda or Murder Falcon?
2: Back Murder away. Died.
1: No way. Step away from those books. I mean, here's the thing: all of these books are nominated elsewhere, so it's not like we could just like sub them out. You know, you got to decide which one you think is the best overall. All right, I'm switching my
0: vote to Laura Dean.
1: Wow, Steve say keeps breaking up with Captain Marvel. I look. (laughs) Get it? That was a joke I made about the title. in In
0: looking in looking at representation across the list. Kelly Thompson is, is nominated for writer and isn't Captain Marvel on the list earlier as well?
1: Oh, several times.
0: Okay. And Laura Dean, considering the, the response to that book, how complicated it is, how all the, the emotions that it, it got from me when I was reading, how frustrated I was with the characters and just really, really feeling that book. And then for Mariko Tamaki, to be heading up a new imprint in the coming year uh spinning out of the success uh parsed in part of that book uh i think is really really significant and as much as i do really really love captain marvel i feel like that that series is is well represented on this list in other categories cool
1: I'm Lock it
0: in. so oh, we're good man. with that
3: you're the one who brought up captain
2: marvel yeah anyway um seriously though this list the 10 books we've got on this list just to narrow it down to 10 and still have books of this quality this is a good list you guys
1: mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right do you want Um, to talk about they call this enemy now or save it for the best of
0: i think we should save it for the
1: best of we
3: we should mention that yes, we as we said earlier in an earlier episode, we do know it. We've all read it and loved. They called us enemy by George Takei. It will
0: have a special place in our actual award ceremony.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: So yeah, I think I think giving ourselves a few weeks to kind of put together uh, like a mini presentation yep. for that. I feel like it it deserves a spot. We can maybe each give our own uh, things and whatnot and. Uh, yeah
1: yeah. yeah I,
0: I, so for I, those I the, everyone,
1: everyone. all the listeners that are like wait a minute they call this enemy should be on the overall list just know we we, we have a plan <laughs> <Yeah>. we know <laughs> okay so I think that
0: uh, I think that does it
1: that does it
0: yes. Reca- recapping
3: we start with best story arc Wasp fix everything Jessica Jones purple daughter bitter root family business Paper Girls Volume 6, Fantastic Four Number 12 and 13. Our pick for best artist, Jamie McKelvey, Stephanie Hans, Erica Henderson, Russell Dowderman, Stepan Sheich. Our writer selections, Kelly Thompson, Kieran Gillen, Chip Zdarsky, Kelly Sue DeConnick, Cy Spurrier. And our best picture, our best overall, Wicked and the Divine. Though you should say that, Joey. Go for it. Wicked and the Divine! <laughs> Unstoppable Wasp Paper Girls Die Unbeatable Squirrel Girl Cur- Coda Murder Falcon Crowded Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me and Bitterroot
1: this is, I like it yeah we only got one more show where I'm going to be screaming Wicked and Divine like that
2: <laughs> and it's no. when
1: Wicked and Divine wins the best overall comic of all time <laughs> we don't have that category but you, you, you're we do more now. Than welcome to start it Yes.
0: All right, do we want to read through the other uh, categories or no? We probably don't
3: need to do that. I would think not, but if you want to, they're here. No, 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 it's
0: fine. Okay. So
1: what oh happens my God. now? Or next?
0: I, I don't know, man. Uh, we might have a, a special podcast go out or something before the awards, after the awards, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Before the awards... With any luck at all, we are
3: hoping to reconvene for a short run-through about Star Wars.
1: Or Cats. Or Cats, cats. depending on... on you know, maybe it can combine the two movies. Yeah, and maybe Cat Wars. And maybe some of the books that are coming out over the course of the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some of those uh, some of those December 18th books. Yeah. Just set my list Day. out. It's awful. I gotta take a look. I don't. I don't know what's coming. I'm gonna have to strategize.
1: Yeah. Superman Everything smashes the Clan two. I think. Yeah. Arlene, Arlene. Arlene. Three. Three. Doomsday Clock. Twelve. Twelve. Wow. Yeah. It's a big one. It's a big that's week. Fantastic Four Five Invaders Twelve. Well, it's a big week that's already happened for those of you that right.
3: are listening. <laughs> Batman. Batman eighty five. It's the last Batman. We have all sorts of stuff.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we'll, it's, try and, it's an uh, we'll try and get together and talk about all those books.
0: How long is it going to be before James Tynan starts his Batman run? I'm
1: pretty sure. January. I'm, yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: His, he's starting at 86, and the original plan, which was that book goes monthly, and Tom King's Bat-Cat is the weeks in between, that's, okay. gone, that's gone away. Oh, there'll no. Be, there'll be two Batmans in at least, I think, January and February, and no Bat-Cat. I don't know what's going on, but that's where we're at.
1: Yeah.
0: Interesting. All right. Well, we'll have to see how that shakes out, I guess. Does anybody have any closing statements, anything that they want to uh, share?
2: I would, I would quite like to see um, Bruce Wayne doing a version of memories, if that's possible. (laughs) Cause the combined talk of Batman, Catwoman and cats, has just gone somewhere really strange in my head. Also, I'm on quite a lot of very strong medication right now.
0: <laughs> the walls are beginning to melt.
2: Yeah.
1: I was just going to say, it's, uh, it's been a great year. And uh, these best ofs were fun. And uh, thanks. Yeah. yeah happy God. holidays. Happy New Year. Uh, <laughs> happy everything. Yes.
2: and um, this This has been a very big year for me there's been a lot of upheaval there's been quite a lot of tr- trauma for want of a better word um and thank you to everyone from talking comics for making me welcome and bringing me on the show and f- for some reason letting me come back repeatedly like you know uh, it's crazy. been
0: it's been a real uh real taxing
1: <laughs> thing to have you back.
2: i can well imagine i mean i have to live with me i'm in nightmare But it has it's been it's been a difficult year, but it's also been a wonderful year in many ways, because people have really people have really shown themselves this year and been absolutely amazing to me. And way back in February, when I moved into my flat, Talking Comics listeners literally from around the world were sending me good wishes and gifts. And if it wasn't for Talking Comics, I wouldn't have had saucepans or bedding or cutlery (laughs) on the day that I moved into my flat I genuinely wouldn't but because of the community that we have through this podcast being so absolutely wonderful I was able to basically start a new life for myself and it has been absolutely outstanding. And I know I'm getting schmaltzy, but damn it, I'm allowed. It's Christmas. Um, <laughs> so I just want to say thank you to everybody everybody in the community, everybody to do with Talking Comics. You three guys have been absolutely wonderful. Um, so thank you, Talking Comics. You're great.
0: Aw, yeah, we've got a good
2: gang. Yep. You're a part of that, Sarah. Woohoo. All
0: right, Bob, I know that you've got to have something. Nope. nope. I can't follow That's that. That's it. Yes, so I I would just like to wish everybody a happy holiday wish everybody a happy new year as well uh, make it a good one and this is the eighth annual talking comics awards we've been doing this for a long time and you know we've met a lot of amazing people we've sat with a lot of incredible creators and I would just like to say thank you to all of our listeners. I would like to thank Bob. I would like to thank Joey. I would like to thank Sarah and Jessica and Bronwyn and Melissa, and Stephanie and Bobby and Mara and everybody that has ever come onto this show for contributing and for telling their stories and, and just bringing a lot of positivity to this show. It really warms my heart that this is still going. Uh, I'm very Happy to be sitting with all of you and and hosting this show and you know making a difference in people's lives. Some of them that listen to us and that have reached out to us and uh, whatnot throughout the year. And yeah, you know this stuff is uh, it's a part of our every day. It's a part of our every week, and it's it's kept connections strong and uh, has really just forged some incredible friendships throughout the years and uh I wouldn't be where I am without talking comics. And I just I'm always living my my best life despite some of my complaints about some of the smaller stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't live any other way uh without all of you people in it. And so I'm I'm very grateful and, and very happy to uh to be doing this with everybody. Okay enough before I start weeping. (laughs) Thank you again so much for hanging out with us for these podcasts. I know some people enjoy them, some people don't because it knocks us off the routine. But uh, yeah, you know, it's only a few episodes. Chill. Amazing. We've reached the end of this week's edition of the Talking Comics Podcast. As always, you can leave us your comments or questions through our email, podcasttalkingcomicbooks.com. We are also on Twitter at Talking Comics. Don't forget to check out TalkingComicBooks.com for reviews from our fantastic contributors. And please go and listen to Talking Valiant, D&D Adventure, and of course the ladies of Valhalla. Bob, where can our listeners find you? Old-fashioned email, BobRyer at
3: TalkingComicBooks.com.
0: Joey?
2: At
3: Joey Regina.
2: Sarah? You can find me everywhere that media is social, at Geek Country Lady.
0: Oh, yeah. Jessica is at Jarska for all the things. Bronwyn is at B on Twitter and Instagram. I am at dead underscore anchorus on the internet. So for Bob, if it wasn't for alternating Tuesdays and Sundays, don't know
2: where I'd be. Thank you, guys. For Joey.
1: Goodbye. For
2: Sarah. See you in New York for Comic-Con 2020. Oh! Oh. Breaking!
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're hopefully all going to be there this, uh, this coming year. So thank you for listening. Be excellent to each other. Have a happy new year. And until next time on the Talking Comics Podcast, to be continued. <laughs> Shout out to Starbucks for their blonde roast that is just coursing through my veins right
3: now. Thank you. It's the only thing to drink in that place.
0: I'm telling you. I am swiveling in my chair to and fro because I can't sit still. Meanwhile, Bronwyn is upstairs uh, sleeping one off, passed out. I made so much noise in the kitchen and her and the cat just dead to the world. It was amazing. It was so cute.